Hey, welcome everybody to the brand new Marriage Monthly Podcast. It's Gabe and Melissa Kolstad. We're excited to be with you. Uh, we're kicking off this podcast because we believe that marriage needs uh, some support right now in this season, and uh, and we really like each other, and so we wanted to talk about <laughs> how that happened right. and uh, and why we think that uh, it keeps happening for us. Um, and so this is really a podcast just to help uh, ordinary couples have extraordinary marriages. We're kicking off a series called "How to Enjoy Your Marriage." What makes or breaks a marriage? A communication, for sure. Yeah, yeah. Let's tackle that today. Communication is such a huge topic, and it can be very stressful in any relationship, but especially for some reason in this relationship, the marriage relationship. I, I think thought it's you were just, just talking about us. No, <laughs> okay. everybody, everybody, because it's just two separate lives coming together to build a new life. And for some reason, communication sparks and fire happens, and it can go crazy. But we're going to learn today how to handle that. But I have to bring up one of my favorite books again, The uh, Men Are Like Waffles, Women Are Like Spaghetti. I think we talked about that in the first episode. Yeah, I think we did the first one. Every chance we get. Every chance we get. It's our favorite marriage book. But this section is so funny to me. And we've used this at retreats and we've used this at marriage refreshers and different things. And it's just funny. So this is how we kind of think men and women process and think about communication differently. So here we go. When she says we need, she means... I want. If she says it's your decision, she means the correct decision should be obvious by now. If she says you're so manly, what she means is you need to shave and you smell like sweat. (laughs) If she says I heard a noise, what she means is I noticed you were almost asleep. And that's the worst. He hates when I do that. If she says you have to learn to communicate, what she means is you need to learn to agree with me, which women don't even... Don't go there. It's I true. You know say it. 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 It's true. <laughs> and if she says, you're certainly attentive tonight, what she means is, is sex the only thing you ever think about? And there's a guy <laughs> section too. So listen to this okay, one, how I'll guys the think. Guys one. Okay, do the guy one. Okay. What he really means if he says, I'm hungry, is, I'm hungry. <laughs> That's pretty straightforward. <laughs> what he me- really means if he says, I'm sleepy, is, I'm sleepy. <laughs> What he really means if he says, do you want to go to a movie, is I'd eventually like to have sex with you. Yes. What uh, he really means when he says, can I take you out to dinner, is I'd eventually like to have sex with you. <laughs> what he really means when he says, let's talk, is I'm trying to impress you by showing you that I'm a deep person, and maybe then you'd like to have sex with me. Of course. For guys, <laughs> I guess for some reason, track mind. yeah, it goes back to sex yeah. every time. I don't understand, but it's a thing. And that's okay because guys and girls are wired differently. Yeah. And that's kind of a joke, but there's some truth in those sure. statements. So that's that's how that goes. But today we're going to talk about communication. So uh, why don't you start? Yeah, we're going to talk about the three big pieces to the communication puzzle. Communication is a puzzle. I mean, I would say we're 25 years into marriage, and in many ways we're kind of just still figuring out how things work in that area. It's very complex. It's And, I mean, it changes so often that you right. know, your style changes or the season you're in changes or something in life changes. And uh, sometimes your body changes and that changes how we process everything. So 
Um, you know, those are some of the reasons why communication is a puzzle. We're going to talk about the first piece to the puzzle right now, which is understanding your spouse. Mm. And um, I've always loved the the whole personality profile yeah, kinds of things and stuff. And, you know, it's fun to take those personality tests as long as they're not too uh, in-depth. I remember, too I remember taking one a long time ago, and we both had to take it. Yeah. And it was way too long, way too complicated. This, this is just going to be a fun kind of slant like that. But one of the things we know is that men and women are different, but also just every individual is different. Right. And um, and so gender aside, really, there's there's kind of four communication styles in marriage, and we want to talk about them. The first one is, and these are all animals, so they're going to be easy to remember. The right. first one is shark. So there's the shark in communication, and the shark is kind of, you, you know, you can already kind of know where I'm going with this. <laughs> um, they're going to be a little more aggressive. They're going to be... I like um, to say assertive, not aggressive. Okay. I'm going to say aggressive. <laughs> and uh, their their goal in communication is to win, uh, but not just to win, to win at all costs. And so they're going to go for, you know, the jugular, if that's what it takes, <laughs> to win in communication. Now, that doesn't always happen in a in a mean, nasty way, but the shark is generally focused on winning an, a conversation which almost pitches it like every conversation is an argument, even though it's not. A shark might make it sound like or feel like a conversation is an argument, even when it's not. And that doesn't mean they're trying to be argumentative. They're just an aggressive person. Yeah, maybe just very passionate. Yeah, very pa- and then passion can sometimes be mistaken for aggression, sure. you know, in many ways. So the shark, okay, is one uh, personality style. So think about this without looking at each other, okay? <laughs> um, think about is one of us a shark in your relationship. The second type is turtle. Um, the turtle is, you know, very, very different from the shark, right? Um, a, a shark you can see just going after, you know, its prey. A turtle, not so much. Right. Um, I mean, a turtle is going to um, focus more on self-protection. So whereas a shark is going to focus on winning an argument or a conversation, uh, a turtle is going to look around and, and be a little more aware of what might be a threat and, and more focused on it. And then, yeah. yep. And then when stuff gets tense, <laughs> yeah. they're going to go into their shell right. and it's going to be like they won't communicate. They won't come out to talk. They won't yes. come out to play. They're inside of, you know, their protective environment because they don't want to get hurt. It's like some serious silent treatment. <laughs> yeah, very much so. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, then there is the teddy bear. The teddy bear is kind of an interesting one because um, in, you, you might look at it and have some similarities with the turtle and the teddy bear. But the teddy bear is a little bit more uh, all about peace mm-hmm. at all costs. So whereas you think about a shark is win at all costs, teddy bear is peace at all costs. And so a teddy bear is going to tend to, um, you know, downplay uh, something that may have happened that was an actual issue, right. but doesn't want to deal with it because it's going to create a divide or it's going to cause them to have to, f- you know, face an argument or go to that confrontation place. And some people are just very non-confrontational, right, very. just like, hey, let's just move on. Let's just make up. It's okay. I don't. I didn't mean what I said or, yeah. you know, we don't have to do it my way. I'll let you steamroll me just right. so we can have peace. Yes, sometimes. yes, yeah. yes. So that's the teddy bear. <laughs> yeah. So we'll pause right there. And again, without looking at each other, just think about for a second, are you, do you think you are a little more shark, uh, a little more turtle, or a little more teddy bear? We'll give you just a second to think about that. 
And then I'm going to give you the fourth kind of animal, which I saved for the last because most of us aren't this. <laughs> we strive uh, for we this. We strive for this. Yeah. This is kind of like the goal. Yeah. And the animal type here is owl. And an owl is wise and balanced, mm-hmm. you know, where it's like they maybe they uh, they just take a little more time to consider what should be said in a in a in a argument or in a disagreement or you know an issue comes up um and they're going to consider all sides and they're going to speak wisely at the right time and all right. of that again that doesn't describe all of us right <laughs> but uh but it is worth thinking about um how could i be less you know unbalanced and more like a, a wise balanced owl in communication. So just a way to kind of kick off the communication puzzle is to go, wait a second, what is my spouse? And how do I take that into consideration? Because um, I think we can look at this and go, okay, my spouse's tendency might be such and such, but I also can know that they have the best of intentions. And so I can just go, well, you know, if she's, you know, being aggressive, it doesn't mean she's mad or mean or wrong. It just means she's passionate, you know? So Melissa has a little bit of shark in her. I do, but I'm learning to be an owl. Yeah. But, and but I, yeah, but I probably like have the, a little bit of t- a turtle in me. Yeah, I was going to yeah. say, if you're a little bit turtle, sometimes I have to draw him out. Yeah. And so so that way he feels that like he has a voice as mm-hmm, well. Mm-hmm. And so that's important with the turtle. Yep. Yep. So anyways, that's the first piece to the puzzle, yes. understanding your spouse. That's good. All right. The second piece of the puzzle is about how we talk to each other, really the speaking portion of communication. And I want to hit three topics in this this one here. And I think this is so vital because you you hear this every single day. There's the issue of tone, tact, and timing mm-hmm. when you're communicating. And uh, this passage of scripture, uh, Proverbs 15, when I love it, a gentle answer deflects anger. But harsh words make tempers flare. Isn't that the truth? Oh, my goodness. So when you're thinking about um, tone, that's kind of how you say something. Mm -hmm. So it's like um, if I'm talking like harshly, if I'm uh, sarcastic, maybe rude, um, I do little short answers. Yep. That kind of thing, you know, that that's kind of a sassy one that girls do a lot. I'm sure guys do, too. But I, Gabe doesn't do that very much. I'm more of like a short answer. Yep. Got it. It's like, oh, that tone is so sassy and not cool. So, um, yeah. And I tend to be sassy. I think most people tend to be um, a little bit rude on their tone when they're tired, maybe yeah. um, impatient, um, defensive, hungry, (laughs) all of those things. So yeah, that happens. So, so tone is the first one, how you say it. The second one is tact, what you say. And sometimes I am shocked how husbands and wives talk to each other. Mm -hmm. Like, um, we've never had name calling in our house. And so you, you don't, I mean, some of the stuff that I've heard said to the one that you're supposed to love and be committed to and faithful to and loving to the number one relationship in your life. And people are screaming at each other, swearing at Mm -hmm. each other, calling each other names. And wow, no tact there. And so I think tact is so, so important when Mm -hmm. we're communicating with each other. It's just about boundaries saying, not not I'm going to hold you accountable, I'm going to hold myself accountable to boundaries like don't yell. Don't use name calling as a weapon. As a weapon. And so that's the tact piece, I think. For sure. And then the last one, which I'm going to harp on a little bit, is timing. Oh, boy. Mm. When you're having a big conversation and there's a communication that needs to happen and it can go AWOL, um, timing's everything to me. I absolutely love Proverbs 15, 23. 
Everyone enjoys a fitting reply. It is wonderful to say the right thing at the right time. Wow. Proverbs is full of good stuff on communication, you guys. Read Proverbs. It's so good. Timing matters. Um, Don't start a big conversation. I would say don't start a big conversation. Like right before dinner or right before you head out to work. And I'm like, by the way, you know, or... um, like right before bed and stir everything up. I feel like a lot of times some big conversations that might need to happen should maybe even be scheduled out. I'm not mm. a schedule, like let's schedule it out and have this big conversation because that kind of freaks me out. But um, picking the right time, I think, to have a big conversation is absolutely vital. Um, if you get somebody in the wrong space at the wrong time, Oh, boy. Talk about defensive. Yeah. It doesn't matter how much no. tone or tact you use. No. If the timing's off, it's not going to matter. It's over. Yeah. Like, don't even try. It's it's over. So make sure you have plenty of time to chat, too, when there's a conversation that needs to happen. There's got to be like, okay, I don't have to leave in 10 minutes to go to work. Like, if this could be a big conversation, then maybe we should, like, okay, we're just chilling on the couch in the evening. And let's just talk about this. Hey, by the way, that kind of thing I think would just be better than saying, oh, let's go on a date, honey. And then you unload on the date. Now, that's just rude. That's, yeah, like, that's, that's just rude. And you've seen those people in a restaurant, too. It's so sad. They're in this deep conversation, and they want to scream at each other. They look so intense. And it's like... Not a good place to do that at the Thirsty Lion. Like, just not cool. So (laughs) pick your place well. Pick your timing. It's really, really, really important. And sometimes the conversation isn't bad. Like, it's not... Maybe it's about scheduling. Maybe it's about the kids' schedule. Maybe it's about some an issue with the kids, schooling, whatever. It could be... It doesn't have to be this huge big deal. Um, it could be more simple. It's funny. Um, I always think how short accounts. And a friend of mine does this thing at the every Friday. She does this thing with her husband where they say, do you have any withholdings for the week? Mm-hmm. And that sounds bad, but it's not bad. What they mean by that is, did I forget to tell you something this week? And I think that's really, really smart. Like, it's like... Get together and say, oh, I forgot to tell you about this, or I forgot to let you know this happened, or this, or this, and just kind of doing a recap of the week. And maybe, I mean, Gabe and I have a lot of times opposite schedules. We're not always together, and stuff's happening during the week. And I'm like, oh, I forgot to tell you this. Maybe it's a big deal, maybe it's not, but it needs to be said. So I really like the idea of, of, do you have any withholdings? And always keep short accounts. Don't bring up something from six months ago that you forgot to talk about. Maybe you just need to let that go at this point. But keep short accounts where you can have good communication and just talk with good tone, tact, for sure tact, and good timing. Those are important. Yeah, that's great. Uh, the third that we're going to look at, the third piece of the puzzle is the art of listening. And we've been uh, talking about talking, but we got to talk about listening because yeah. communication is a two-way street. It's sending a message and receiving a message. And then it is the feedback on that the message was received. So, I mean, there's a lot more to communication than just talking. And a big, big piece is listening. And uh, the Bible has so much to say about this. We believe that the Bible is a great guidebook for marriage. Absolutely. As a matter of fact, I mean, we've built our marriage on the Bible yeah. and um, don't regret it at all. I mean, there's so many times we, we you know, and like if I'm reading the Bible and I'm, and I'm running across something, sometimes I'm like, oh my gosh, I have been missing something in my marriage that's just right there in front of me in the Bible. Yeah. And here's one of them right here, James 1.19. This is so brilliant. It says, understand this, my dear brothers and sisters, you must all be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to get angry. And that is just so good. So good. So before it's, you know, it says quick to listen, slow to speak. I mean, talk about like a comparison, like how much more emphasis should we be putting on listening than on speaking? Twice as much. Yeah, twice (laughs) as much. And, you know, you've heard the old thing, you have... 
two ears, one mouth, that means we should be listening twice, twice as, as much, much. <laughs> as yeah. we speak. And um, and that's easier said than done. Um, one of the things that inevitably happens in a conversation is that one person's talking, and while the other person's not talking, a lot of times they are either merely hearing or they're planning. One of those yeah. two things is happening. Like they're processing their next reply. Yeah, they're yeah. thinking about what am I going to say sure. next, and rather than what are you actually saying. And I think part of this is just being present in the moment, willing to just go, what are you saying? Let me understand it and mm-hmm. receive it so that I know how I'm going to respond to it. Um, so the first thing that we want to listen to, we're going to listen to a couple of things. One is listen to their constructive input. And this is, um, I mean, this is hard because <laughs> nobody wants to be constructed upon. Nobody yeah. wants to be fixed, you know, but no. when you're married, I'm um, part of the thing is that you're going to get and give constructive input. Um, sometimes we're going to give input and sometimes it comes across as destructive. We already talked about all the tone tack timing and all that stuff. But if we can get through that, make it constructive, then we want to be willing to listen to that constructive input from our spouse. Mm-hmm. And uh, Proverbs fifteen twelve kind of helps us get our heart right with this. It says, mockers hate to be corrected. So they stay away from the wise. Sometimes... Wow. If we're not willing to listen, it's because we don't want to be corrected because we know we're wrong, you know, or we, we just feel like you know, maybe we feel intimidated by our spouse's wisdom, to be honest. And so we, we don't want to listen, but that's not a good reason not to listen, um, because if our spouse has the right heart and the right delivery and it's constructive, right. then we can go, uh, I don't want to listen to this really in my, <laughs> you know, natural life, but with who I know I am in God and with my care for my spouse, I, I want to listen. And so listen to their constructive mm-hmm. input. Proverbs 15.31 also says, if you listen to constructive criticism, you'll be at home among the wise. Wow. That's actually how you get wow. wise. Listen to constructive criticism. So maybe as a part of this, um, you know, if you think about your skin, uh, thicken it up <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> um, remember that criticism isn't about your personhood. It's about something that you do or did. And that's so different, right? And I think when we give when we give criticism, we got to keep that in mind. Wow. Let's don't correct the person. Mm-hmm. Let's correct the behavior. Let's don't comment on the person. Let's comment on something that they did and make sure we separate the identity from the activity. Because when we go after somebody's identity, one thing we can know is that the defenses are just going to go up. Oh, yeah. Uh, but it's going to be actually hurtful, not helpful. And so, you know, uh, that's the constructive part that of it. That actually input. reminds me of... The don't do nevers and always with your mm-hmm, spouses because mm-hmm. I think that puts them in a in a box that is just not healthy. Yeah, so you absolutely. always do this. You never do this. I yeah. think that's so unhealthy. Yeah, that's really good. That's what that reminded me of. So listen, and um, you know, just just make it at your goal. The next time you start hearing a little bit, it's like, oh man, there it comes. Just hold on. Don't freak out. Uh, <laughs> just think about if you listen to constructive criticism, you're going to be at home among the wise. It's going to wow. make you wiser. And listen to that constructive criticism. Uh, secondly, listen for their advice. Um, that's way different than constructive criticism, but um, or constructive input, but um, but it's still just as important. And sometimes it's just as difficult to listen to because we all want to be independent. You know, we want to be free thinkers. <laughs> we want to kind of make our own way. And um, not everybody has that same drive. But Melissa and I both are pretty independent people. We've raised pretty independent kids. And, um, you know, I guess it's probably hard in some ways living in our house because nobody wants to be told what to do. (laughs) (laughs) And so all of us want to figure it out ourselves and like, you know, leave me alone kind of thing. But sometimes we do need to um, listen for their advice. And and we put that in there like that because maybe not not just as much listen to their advice, listen for their Mm -hmm. advice. In other words, maybe we go digging for it, we go looking for it, we go asking for it, because then we'll be a lot more receptive 
for one thing, but then they'll be willing to share as uh, as well. So Proverbs mm. fifteen twenty two says, Pro- uh, "Plans go wrong for lack of advice. Many advisors bring success, and uh, it's hard to have success all by yourself for sure. Right. I've figured that out um, <laughs> so many times in marriage and in life. But uh, in in marriage, one of the things we recognize is that advice is often hidden between the lines, <laughs> and you do have to kind of go after it because somebody might say something and you're like, wait a second. There might be two meanings to that sentence, you know, and you kind of can, it's okay to, to go, you know, ask a clarifying question if you have the guts and if you have the will to learn, then you can ask that clarifying question okay. and, and try to figure it out. Um, so that's a really important piece to listening. And the last one is this, and probably the most important thing, listen to their heart, mm. because it is it is important for us to be able to see past words. I suppose it's not that different than looking at somebody who's dressed a certain way and being able to to look past that if you don't agree with the way they're dressed and go, yeah, but there's a person back there. There's a heart there. There's a value there. And for us, in the same way with words, we're none of us are perfect at putting words together, particularly in this delicate relationship yeah. where we're trying not to cause explosions to go off. <laughs> and so we're trying to hobble these sentences together and words come out sometimes it's like oh shoot i meant that word but it's over it's out you know and 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 it's too late and sometimes i think we got to listen for a heart and 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 just go you know pause let me think about the characteristic of our last 25 years together let me think about um why we got together in the first place let me think about who i know she is or who he is and go okay they couldn't mean what i think that that word means right now and so i'm gonna listen to the heart and not blow up about something Proverbs 20, verse 5 says, A motive in the human heart is like deep water, and a person who has understanding draws it out. And that's a skill. That's like like an advanced skill. I mean, I would say that I feel like that I'm just starting to kind of tiptoe into Mm -hmm. that now after 25 years of marriage. So if you are five years into marriage or 10 years into marriage, and you're like, dude, I'm not going to be able to figure this out. I get it. And we get it. It takes time. It takes time. It takes patience and care. But, um, you know, it's for us, we're, we're really grateful for the communication we have now. And it's not perfect. I mean, there's times when we get it wrong. And, you know, I can say for myself, there's time, plenty of times I get defensive. And, you know, it just kind of halts. I'm, I'm in turtle in my shell. I'm like, well, fine. I'm not talking to anybody right now, you know. Um, and, and it's just kind of, And you know, I talk we too much. It. So <laughs> why are you still talking? I don't know. So those are the three pieces of the communication puzzle. First, understand your spouse. Second, speak effectively. And third, the art of listening. And Melissa, do you have anything to share with us as far as takeaways or things to be thinking about um, as we wrap this up? Sure. I was thinking about um, reading Proverbs as a couple. Mm. I mean, there's so much wisdom in that. And we've learned so much about how to be wise and how to communicate from Proverbs. I mean, we've read probably 10 or 12 scriptures uh, Mm -hmm. from Proverbs today. Um, so read that together. Learn the the art, because it really is an art to communicate, because it's hard. And this is a really special relationship, but it's a delicate relationship, and we can't take that for granted. Mm-hmm. So learning how to love each other, cheer each other on, communicate effectively, you'll go the long haul if you can figure this out. So yeah. read some Proverbs. <laughs> See you next month. I want to encourage you to subscribe to this podcast. Um, it's going to be something that we think is going to add value. want to encourage you to follow uh, uh, the podcast on social media. Share this with friends that you know that are married or getting married and want to have a little bit of a boost. Um, and also want to encourage you to, to check out our church, westsidecommunitychurch.com. Um, this podcast really represents Westside. 
and uh, join us for Church Online. Each Sunday we do Church Online and we'd love to have you join us.